As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. What makes a woman attractive? I like a woman with a good sense of humor. I also like a woman who has stilts surgically attached to her legs so she can try playing in the NBA. Huge stilts. I mean, she's like 12 feet off the ground. She has a contract with the NBA team, like a 10-day contract. They're looking for an effort player. She's going like four, seven, and two, but she's getting boards. They need the boards. I took out a fourth credit card to pay for an experimental surgery where they take skin from my lower back, graft it onto my legs to attach stilts, and now I'm being paid the veteran's minimum to provide leadership to a young team with a lot of draft picks. I wouldn't mind it. She had stilts attached and was like trying to overtake Wembenyama as the number one pick. A girl who thought it would be a good idea to get stilts sewn onto her legs. So she's in the G League now waiting to get called up by the Indiana Pacers. The surgery went horribly wrong because no doctor has ever done that before. So she had to get it done by a vet and it got infected and she might never walk again. But that's how we met. I'm the vet. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday. February 24th, 2023. This is The Drop. I'm Jay Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, that's Tass Mellis. Congratulations to USA Basketball. It's going to be a FIBA World Classic. Next to Tass is the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, two super producers, it's JD and JK. How y'all doing? Hello! What's up? What's up, guys? Don't be afraid to say hello when I come over to you, okay? Yeah. All I right. think they went over that today, because yesterday they were both ready to go in with a how y'all doing and a hello. Mm. Today, letting it breathe. Yeah, that's bit. fine. That's nice fine. stuff. Suspenseful. Shout out to the stream team. <laughs> Joining us live on YouTube, we love to see it. Like the vid. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Get your comments in. Fire away there. Uh, get any and all of your No Dunks merch over at NoDunks.com. On today's podcast, our 900th episode with The Athletic, we got a lot. We're going to debate the worst of the week. You got a few nominees. Mm-hmm. We'll hand that out. We're going to hit the beach to answer a few of your questions, including whether trade requests are actually good for the NBA. We got Tweet of the Night. We got Rapid Fire Fun. But first, we had a wedgie, and lucky for us, we had the Mavericks broadcast on the call. And we have a Kata Bates Diop wedgie. That's one of the rarest kinds. (laughs) The first that I'm ever aware of, as a matter of fact. Do they keep that on basketball reference? They should start. Probably not. You're right. <laughs> There's a lot of stats on that amazing site, but wedgies are not one of them. 
a good point there from the guys on the Mavericks broadcast. They should be tracked on Basketball Reference. Lucky for us, we have WedgieTracker.com. Number 35 on the year. Uh, that was a rare one because it was the, you know, the spinning sort of layup wedgie. Graceful. Softy, dare I say. Um, but is that number 35? Because Guillermo had one in the Celebrity All-Star <laughs> game. And it's not on WedgieTracker.com. And I just want to make sure, I want to clear this up. Mm. Is it counting in our overall wedgie totals for the year? It feels like the Celebrity game is getting closer and closer to getting a wedgie. Because there was one... In warm-ups of a celebrity game years back, if you remember that, yeah, and we just we debated should we count that. Now there's one in a celebrity game. Now we have to debate should we count that. Then we'll get one in the All Star game. I guess we've had one. If we had one in the All Star game, we would have counted it for sure. Have we had one in the All Star game? Well, we I thought we had one in a celebrity game. (laughs) No, we already had one in a celebrity game. Yeah. Guillermo, we Guillermo. had the, no, no, the but bubble loss was before... pregame, like in warm-ups, like Tassie. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, that was okay. pregame. I, yeah. thought, I thought Curry got a wedgie in the All-Star game. Maybe I'm going crazy uh, yeah, at this anyway. point. I don't sure. think we can count this one unless at the end of the season we're at 49. And then we're going retroactive <laughs> retroactively and going to okay. ca- count okay. it for sure. Okay, okay, that'd be great. Great callback. So we're not counting Guillermo's. We are at 35 after last night's there in Dallas. <laughs> All right. It's on... Basketballreference.com. No, it's not. No, it's not. Throw a W at the end of the box score, though. Wedgies. It'll mostly be zeros, but every yeah. once in a while you see a one. I don't yeah. mind that. It's nice. Uh, all right, let's play a little What You Got. What You Got? What You Got? What You Got there? Just a fun way to recap some of the action last night because there were a lot of games on for a Thursday night with everybody coming back from the All Star break. Let's start with this. I feel like we've done this eight times already, but let's do it again because these guys are monsters. Uh, Jokic, 24 points, 18 boards, 13 assists. For his NBA leading 22nd triple double as the Nuggets beat the Cavs in an entertaining game, 115 109. That was his 13th triple double in his last 16 games. Ho hum. Okay, meanwhile, Embiid struggled from the floor, had a bit of an illness, but he still finished with 27 points, 19 boards, 6 assists, 6 blocks, including a huge one late, as the Sixers rallied from a couple big deficits to beat the Grizzlies, 110 105. So. The what you got question is the more dominant performance from last night between these two guys that are always battling for MVPs, Jokic or Embiid, what you got? Well, I think the Cavs and Grizzlies, both teams that lost, are showing that they're not ready to go all the way in in both instances. They gave away a couple of these. The Sixers over the Grizzlies on a 10-1 run in the last minute 18. That was crazy. A lot crazier, I think, than... The Nuggets, who were down four with five minutes left, and they just chip, chip, chipped away. And Jokic, he, he he made it happen, but he didn't have to shoot, really. I mean, he took one three in the last few minutes, hit both his threes in this game, but he was just getting everybody involved. Porter was hot in this one. A wild sidestep three in the corner, late hit six threes. KCP hit all of his shots in this yeah. game. So he was just getting everybody going. And I think the Cavs were getting a little too cute, even though Mobley was awesome in the paint all game 31. They were overpassing, I think, and just not finishing. While the Sixers, I was that was way more shocking that they were able to win with Embiid hands on his knees in the first half. I was watching it with JD on playback, and I thought the feed stalled there for a second because it looked like Embiid was frozen. It looked like he he was wasn't going to be able to come back mm-hmm. he, with that non-COVID illness. He's talked about having a foot injury. He played in the All Star game. I just wonder how many games they're going to have to shut him down for? Because they have a real tough schedule. 17 games in 31 March days coming up. It's super tough. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to sit. How is he going to hold up? Anyways, that was more impressive, how he blocked Moran, as you mentioned at the end. He just got up for it. Six <sighs> blocks in this one. So not shooting all that well, 
not looking all that well, but saving the day and showing that the Grizzlies got to get a little bit more offense than just Morant going straight to the hoop. That's a problem. I know Bain had a decent night, but that's a, that's the problem. Grizzlies, Cavs on both ends, and yeah, the, the these guys, I mean, that was a miraculous Harden shot from the corner. That was miraculous that they came back and, and won that game. Which one are you going with? Jokic or Embiid? Performance, just last night. Just last night? Yeah. Uh, that's a tough call. I like that Embiid said he wasn't scoring well, so he had to go into Bill Russell mode. And he 100% went into Bill Russell mode. Yeah. Six blocks on the night. You calling this a near 5x5 five five if you only have one steal? I don't know. Mm-hmm. He was over 5 anywhere else, but wasn't scoring. Found a way to contribute. Kept getting to the line. Still running the court. But honestly, I thought James Harden won him that game. The guy dove on the ball, the ground for a loose ball in yep. the fourth quarter of a regular season game. Got it ahead to Embiid for the dunk. Rocking the headband. In the fourth quarter, Harden went for 13 points, five assists, two blocks of his own. That was pretty impressive. The corner three that he hit was sick. The Sixers are rolling. Is it true that they're 27-4 and four since a really slow start? I think that's the number. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one I saw. Uh, but I can't lock it into my brain right now. But I was super impressed with that. For Jokic, though, I thought he was just masterful. Specifically in the fourth quarter, seven points, only took four shots, made three of them, a couple assists, four rebounds. But it was basically... He would be in the post. Sometimes he would get the assist on the kickout. Sometimes it would bing, bing around. They, just any shot that the Nuggets wanted, they were getting in the fourth quarter. Eight assists on ten makes. And then as their season has gone so far this year, <laughs> nice one, uh, as it's gone, they're great in the fourth quarter on defense. They held the Cavs to 18 points. The Cavs had one basket, zero assist the last five minutes and 48 seconds of this game. I kind of thought Donovan Mitchell was a little too overboard in this one. Two for seven in the fourth quarter, kind mm-hmm. of short-circuiting the offense. That's the problem for the Cavs to me is their best lineups are always going to have three non-shooters out there. So you kind of need some magical stuff from Mitchell. I would have liked to see Garland handling the ball quite a bit more. So far this season, the Cavs are 21st in clutch offense because it comes down to Mitchell having to make great shots. Mm-hmm. they got to figure out a little bit better sort of offense to figure out there because you can't go six minutes without scoring and try and win a game against the best team in the Western Conference. You think in watching both of these games last night that the teams that came out victorious over the teams they played, there is a little bit of separation. If you were doing tiers, let's say, in terms of championship, you know, contenders, favorites, whatever you want to call it, and then the step down. You have Denver and Philly in that upper echelon tier one, and then and then it sounds like teams like the Grizzlies and Cavs a step below in tier two. Yeah, I think that's totally yeah. fair to say. Uh, the Yeah, the Cavs offense in late-game situations, this is happening over and over and over again. They get to the end of the game, and they just don't know who they are quite yet. And Mitchell sat for a chunk of that fourth quarter, and Garland was sort of the guy, but he wasn't finding his way. And it's, it is interesting to, to, for them to play with non-shooters in, in Jared Allen and, and Evan Mobley, who had an incredible night uh, but when it comes down to things are, are clogging in the middle there a little bit and then they're, they're trying to find that extra pass in the middle it's just it's a lot different than Jokic the point guard which he really is on the other side just you know passing over everybody and throwing passing it around and even without an Aaron Gordon in that game there's just I felt like so much more space out there for the Nuggets when it came to crunch time offense and if Mitchell's hitting his shots, then it's a little bit different. There were some in and outs uh, and and some rattlers, but I think it's clear. Yeah, the, the Cavs and the Grizzlies don't have it when it comes to fourth quarter offense. When teams like the Sixers, who do step up in fourth quarters, play D like that. It's, it's, it's just the way it is. It gets clogged, especially with the uh, Morant. Like, 
they need some more mid-range creators on both sides, really. And when you look at the results from last night, Nuggets win, Grizzlies lose in different games. That's now a six-game difference between the first and second seed in the Western Conference. Has Jokic... Has he wrapped up his third straight MVP here? Like, you can saw we, the straw poll, can dog. You, can you? <laughs> you saw yeah. the straw poll. Put it in pen. He's way ahead. I mean, Embiid still has a chance. I think he's got another matchup with yes, Jokic on yeah. on uh, on the schedule, and Embiid dominated him the last time they played. I think uh, I think that the Sixers have the Bucks one more time. So if he plays well against Giannis, that's a chance to make back a little bit of a little bit of ground on Jokic. I was wrong. 27 and 7 since a 12 and 12 start uh for the Sixers, but if they keep playing this well, if Harden keeps looking this aggressive and like creative and the stream team is saying he was playing with a lot of heart, you cannot deny it. Yeah. The Sixers are going to be a tough out, but I mean, it feels like the ball is rolling again for Jokic here and if if he's going to have a triple double in <laughs> 98% of the games for the rest of the season, Probably lock it up. Yeah, and and yeah, and the first seed, and quite possibly even the best record overall in the league. I mean, it's like you can't not give it to him at that point. I would imagine, but it's wild to see when you check the Basketball Reference to go back to that site that doesn't track wedgies. Uh, the MVP award tracker, though, Jokic, by far and away the favorite, nearly seventy percent probability according to their numbers, and you know they're weighing it, uh, you know, based on previous voting results and all that. So it's Jokic seventy percent, Embiid second, around eight and a half percent. But you know who's on this list down at number five? James Harden. It goes Giannis three, Luka four, and James Harden there at five and uh, just ahead of Tatum and then Sabonis and Lillard and SGA and stuff like that. I know it doesn't matter as you get down really past the first three, Jokic and Bede and Giannis, who really feel like the only guys that could probably win this thing. Maybe Tatum. Maybe. uh, If they have the number one record, but... Yeah, Harden played amazing last night, and he's played really good over this, whatever you called it there, like 30-game stretch or so. I think he likes the All-Star break break, like not being at the All-Star <laughs> Yeah, you're probably game. right. He was, he was playing real hard uh, in that, yeah, getting down on the floor. They did have to come back at the end uh, against this Grizzlies team, but uh, this I, I, I do want to just reiterate, the sked is tough uh, for them in, in March and the rest of the way, really. So I think they're going to get some rest for, for these dudes I know Harden doesn't like the rest, uh, but Embiid's probably going to rest at some point. You don't think they'll gun here then for like the number one seed in the Eastern no, Conference? Because no. even though they're within striking distance, and three back from number one? It's true, but uh, Embiid has said over and over and over again, I want to be healthy for a playoff run right. for the first time in my career, not have to sit in April or May or be sick or whatever. And then just watching him yesterday, it looked like he was going to vomit on the floor, yeah. and, and he played through it. <laughs> and when they have 17 games in 31 nights – this kid is, it's not easy for them, so I doubt it. I, he's going to have to sit some. It must just be my selective memory, but it feels like Embiid is, like, sick more than any other superstar in the league. I mean, just straight up, like, gets an illness, like, and, like, is not 100% or can't even play. Like, we got to pump this guy full of vitamin C or something. Right? Am I crazy? It feels like him more than any other star. He's got, like, a bug always or something. Again, it's I mean, me second round right. against the Raps, yeah, uh, yeah, that's for definitely. sure. Gasolitis. I was about was. Yeah. All right, next one here. Let's keep it going. Wild endings across the board last night. We had three in particular. Tatum, he scored 31, uh, including the final four in the last minute of overtime. Celtics outlasted the Pacers 142-138. In Utah, Lowry Markkinen, he scored 43. He led the Jazz to an insane overtime win over the Thunder. SGA had a chance to win it at the buzzer. Boom, boom, bounced out win for Utah. And then in Orlando, after uh, Paolo came up short on a driving layup, Wendell Carter Jr. rebounded the miss with a buzzer-beating dunk 
for the 108-106 win over the Pistons. So, Trey, you get us started here. The wildest ending last night, a couple of them overtime, and then that game winner there from Wendell Carter Jr. Celtics, Pacers, Thunder, Jazz, or Pistons, Magic, what you got? I got to go Jazz over Thunder because I thought Markkanen was like the most impressive player of anybody down the stretch. 18 points in the fourth quarter, 8 for 12 from the field. I don't know if they were all slam dunks, but it kind of felt like it. It's like he realized he can dunk on anybody this year, so I'm going to try and do it. He made a bunch of big plays down the stretch. Walker Kessler made a bunch of big plays down the stretch, a big putback uh, to tie the game, then a block on the other end. I also like that the game started with Walker Kessler hitting a corner three from the left corner, Mm. just like in the skills challenge, Will Hardy. He listens to no dunks. It's quite obvious, but you could see that the Jazz made it a point to exploit the Thunder inside with their size. Markkinen was on the glass all the time in the fourth quarter. Kessler was on the glass all the time in the fourth quarter. They really gutted out that win, which is pretty impressive since this is a team they're probably going to be vying with um, for one of the last couple of play-in spots there. After they traded away a bunch of rotation guys, they just picked up a bunch of rotation guys, threw Chris Dunn out there for 18 minutes, and he did okay. So I thought that was a great win for the Jazz and some really nice play by their big guys. It's wild that they're picking up two 10-day guys. Chris Dunn, Frank Jackson also. No no other team has picked up two 10-day guys in recent memory here or in the, in the last week. There's, you know, a team here or there that's picking up a 10-day guy, but the Jazz traded away three rotation players. Now they're picking up two 10-day guys, and they have that scrappy level that Will Hardy has encouraged them, has forced them uh, to play with throughout the entire game and overtime in this one they're four and oh in overtime that's not surprise when it comes to this team yeah marketing yeah you, you kind of expect him at times to like fade away or something but uh you know we were talking about it yesterday on on playback somebody said that uh, marketing was the leader in dunks and i said nah in the nba is that possible it's not but he's close <laughs> and there's a it's evan mobley surprisingly you think it's Giannis, yeah. but anyway uh marketing is going freaking hard and yeah it, that you'd be surprised because you'd think they could take away one star on a team you know one the fact that uh okc knows that this it's going through him 18 in the fourth but they are small chet holmgren's gonna help a heck of a lot when he comes back next year but it was cool for walker kessler to hit a three and then he got burnt by shea gilgis alexander in the last couple minutes but then he came back with that uh put back and that block to send it into overtime so great learning experiences for this team will hardy's got to get some coach of the year votes i don't think there's any question about that they're playing really really hard They've got OKC two more times next weekend, oh, so a big. team that they're vying one. with, and and they've got the Spurs in between that. I think a couple times. So uh, this team, yeah, it's uh, they've got Spurs, Spurs, Thunder, Thunder the next four. So this could be a play-in team, despite basically, you know, breaking up their team. They're playing Chris Dunn. They're playing Frank Jackson. Uh, <laughs> not yet. He didn't make the he didn't make the uh, lineup yesterday, but. Yeah, it's, it is unbelievable uh, how they're holding this thing together. Yeah, all of these were crazy endings, like really fun games. Go check the highlights. I think I'm agreeing with you guys that Thunder Jazz would be my pick, though, especially because, like, SGA had another game winner. That thing, that thing, he went glass, and it bounced out, and he was like, you could see from his reaction, he thought it was it. He's like, ah, oh, that was another one. I was about to wrap up the Clutch Player of the Year award with that <laughs> one, but it bounced out. And uh, Kessler, you guys already pointed out, two massive plays down the end. Larry Markinen just continuing to, to just put up massive points, 43. Now, look, Dort bailed this team out, too. Oh, that, the, Thunder could out, they, the Thunder couldn't grab a rebound to save their life. Otherwise, they win this game. They couldn't. But, yeah, that Dort foul, man, 
I get it. This guy's cooking. It was you gotta play him tight, but like he dorted it up. He got he, he fouled him. He was just, <laughs> he he just too close. Head. He was too, a little too physical uh, <laughs> on the three point attempt. And then you know, still guys got to step to the line, a seven footer, and knock down three free throws to to you know to get the game. And kudos to him, he did it. But, ten for ten at the line. That's in huge. That game. The Jazz started marketing. Kessler and Kelly Olynyk together. Yeah, that was like boys. ridiculous, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly ridiculous. Uh, and any other thoughts on on the Celtics win or or Wendell Carter Jr. with the perfectly timed putback dunk? And even he did the thing where like he didn't he like got his hands off the ball yeah, right he away. Must it was have really really smart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If he didn't get it, I think it was Markel Fultz was yeah. like right behind it. Yeah. Pretty poor box out uh, by the Pistons there, giving up two guys at the rim. I kind of got jobbed on this one though. I was looking on the app, seeing, like, I think uh, I think Celtics Pacers had just ended. So I was like, okay, what's the next game I'm going to look at? So it was a tie game. Pistons Magic. Yeah. No time left on the clock. 106-106. Mm. Then I flipped on Twitter. I was like, what? Wendell <laughs> Carter Jr. hit a game winner. They were confirming it, I guess. They had to confirm yeah, it, I yeah. suppose. And uh, it was bang-bang. So. Yeah, oh, it was a bang-bang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it took them a while to say yeah. that it was offensive goaltending. <laughs> they, they made the business decision that, Let's go okay, check this out. we can review it, even though it was clearly off the clock. It was right. off the rim. Right. But they went and called it. So it can't be the wildest finish if it ends in a review. But everybody <laughs> knew. And it, it was wild. Yeah, if you look at one replay, you see Markel Fultz, like, looking up at the face of Wendell Carter Jr. Because he could have got the tip in uh, if, if Wendell Carter Jr. didn't finish it. But Wendell Carter Jr. doesn't feel like a Wendell Carter Jr. until you say Jr. doesn't feel like a Jr. until you say Jr. <laughs> right? Doesn't huh? feel like a Jr. Until, until you say, say Jr. Junior. Yeah, like, he feels like he's a Wendell Carter. Really? He's a Jr. I guess. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I always thought of him as a junior. No, it's not it'll me. It'll be tough to me to shake that. Um, he's a senior to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, and final one here. Uh, we had uh, Jakob Pertl grabbing a career-high 18 rebounds. Raptors beat the Pelicans. Big win for them. They held on. And Malik Beasley scored 25 points as the new-look Lakers here beat the Warriors 124-111 on, on a night where LeBron and AD did not play well. So I'm asking you guys, better trade deadline addition. Pertl? Or Malik Beasley? Oh, what you got? Of course I'm going to believe in Masai. That's what we sat here and said. Did we really believe in Masai when we said believe in Masai? No, it just felt like such a, an up-and-down season with the Raps. It felt like this team should be playing harder defensively. Insert a center, and they are. They feel like they are super comfortable getting after the ball handler like Nick Nurse teams have done because they've got a guy who's – at the back line, who's ready to help apply that pressure. That guy is there. That's why they, the Pelicans couldn't score in the first half. Uh, but it's not just the defense with this dude. I think he sealed the game really with four consecutive baskets in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them on the offensive glass, the career high in boards, he said, uh, 21 points. First time he scored 50 in a two-game stretch in his career, according to the Murph dog, Blake Murphy. And uh, that's <laughs> I mean, it, was, uh, it was a full... Uh, the guy, the guy's got a game. I mean, he's just, yeah. he's just really, really good. And they lost the three-ball battle, which we know the Raps do. That's what they're going to do. But they're still able to win this game because they've got a guy like Pirtle. But I would, I will say, it's a good sign that Barnes, Siakam, and OG, who's back, who helped a lot, are getting the shots up. That's what they need to do to stretch out that offense yeah. a little bit. And they've just been bad defensively, so. To see this team 11th in offense and 18th in defense coming in, if they could you know, get anywhere close to the top 10 defensively, that's all we expected this team to be. A, a, a really, really good defensive team, a, sort of a mediocre offensive team, and be a tough out. And they look like they're that right now. 
People expected Pirtle to help the Raptors, like you said, because they needed a center. But it was more like, ah, somebody to set some screens, do the dirty work, um, you know, protect the rim a little bit. I don't think Raps fans, even those that were very high on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pirtle, coming in were like, he's going to give us 30 in one game? Then he's going to go 21-18, and win us games down the stretch? You see the block he had on, I think it was Herb Jones that drove baseline. He just erased that. All those offensive putbacks. Seven of his offensive, uh, seven of his eighteen were offensive rebounds, and that was huge to help score New Orleans in second chance points. I mean, this was this is best case scenario. Like, wasn't him coming in and like giving the defense some life, and now they have a little bit more of an identity. But Beasley also good last night, hitting seven three. So where are you going? I actually think both teams got exactly what they needed, and in kind of completely opposite ways. Like the Raptors got more sturdy and steady, getting Pirtle. Their team makes sense. Like, they're playing an NBA lineup now, not just a playoff lineup. Not to mention, he's bringing good vibes from being there before his relationship with Pascal Siakam and the other guys that he came up with. Clearly, the Raptors are happier now having Jakob Pirtle back after years of wanting him to come back. (laughs) For the Lakers, they got Malik Beasley, which actually makes them a little bit more volatile I think there's a lot more variance for the Lakers Beasley's played four games in LA let him in scoring twice awesome the other two games he scored four and eight that's just how it is with Malik Beasley as somebody in the stream team is saying sometimes he'll miss nine threes sometimes he'll make ten threes they kind of need that they just need somebody to let it fly he was letting it fly last night if if the Lakers can have games where neither LeBron or AD is their leading scorer that's a win even though they did lose one of these games where Beasley led them in scoring, it's still a win that there is more talent out there, that the pieces fit better uh, from a court geometry standpoint. So, yeah, I kind of think that, you know, I mean, Pirtle and Beasley, neither of these guys will probably make an all-star team in their career. But it's the exact kind of role player you want to add at the trade deadline. Somebody who fills a need for you and just changes the team 5 or 10%. Yeah, the Bees is volatile for sure. On the other side in that game, Jordan Poole. Extremely volatile. It was a close game going into the third quarter, and Poole just got pretty shot-happy, bad shots, and then bad fouls from the Warriors. It wasn't the same old turnover thing. They were just playing bad defense and reaching, and they're doing this small thing where they where they, where they they go incredibly small. Kevon Looney is on the bench, uh, but they just they can't get it together defensively, so I just wonder if Looney ever gets back out there in the, in the starting lineup. They obviously need Curry to come back. So you can just say, oh, Curry will come back and, and fix this. And it's possible, uh, but he needs to come back and put everything in order on that team. Lakers had a very good night, too, with that win and Beasley going off for 25 hitting all those threes because they win. You get the Blazers losing to the Kings. You get the Thunder losing to the Jazz, though they're chasing both of those teams. You get the Warriors losing, uh, of course, to them. Pelicans losing to the Raptors. I mean, these are all teams. You know, again, the Jazz won because they were playing one of the other teams there. But all those other teams, they all picked up L's last night. So, big night for the Lakers as they try and get into the play-in. And, you know, maybe even try and get into that top six. Although that's uh, a lot of work to do on that front. No, I guess they're three and a half games back. That's crazy. Though we only have 20 games left. Which is also crazy. <laughs> it's playoffs every night in the Western Conference right now. Yeah. You've got to win. And hope that the teams you're competing with lose. It's funny you say that. I mean, I'm watching the Raptors game last night. The playoffs have started for the Raptors, too. It's like every game now, it's like, oh, here we go. Like, they almost blew this game last night, too. Like, holy crap. Brandon Ingram, man. Oh, God. I, I think he's one of the best guys in the league when he's on, when he gets cooking to, like, watch. Even though he's going against my team, it's like, oh, my God. He's like Kevin Durant. He's like, how do you stop that? He shoots it so high, he's so long. You can't stop it. He was finding a rhythm. But anyway, every game now feels like that because, 
you know, the Raps are in ninth. They're trying to catch, obviously, the, the Knicks, the Heat, the Hawks above them. Buckle up, Tass. Yeah, no, it is. Playoffs have started Buckle in our up, life. Buddy. Oh, Nick Nurse knows. He's only playing eight guys. He, yeah. He's cutting that lineup short. Well, how's that different? Yeah, it's not much. <laughs> well, uh, no Van Vliet last night, too. I hope everything's okay. It was like a last-minute scratch for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what the issue was, but, um, yeah, not a lot of guys played. No. How about Chris Boucher's dunk, though? Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. Get that yeah. guy in a triple jump uh, competition. <laughs> Holy crap. Like Mike Conley Jr. Yeah. Or Mike Conley Sr. <laughs> I just wanted to say Jr. again. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're cutting Malachi Flynn. Jeff Downton's playing. That means yeah. it's it's defense time. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's buckle up. <laughs> All right. Let, let's take our first break here on uh, what I think is going to be a very long edition of the Drop Podcast. When we come back, we got Worst of the Week nominees, and we'll hit the beach to answer a few of your questions. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, back with your boys here in the Classic Factory. Thousand of you watching live. We love to see that. But only 145 thumbs up? 14.5%. It's pathetic. We want to be at least 88%. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was right. Yeah, he was yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You want how much you want? 88% conversion rate on the thumbs. Holy I like it. Yeah. We want to see at least 880 <laughs> <laughs> likes on this video. All right. Let's get to work. <laughs> we don't ask for a lot. Hit that uh, thumbs up if you're joining us live. Okay. Let's get to worst of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, the worst of the week. It's the stream team's thumbs. They get worst of the week. Lack of fools. So pull up those Ooh. thumbs. Now, we got a few nominees. First nominee is Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta because... If you didn't know that the Rockets were tanking, well, it's absolutely clear because he told a reporter at Galveston, Texas's Mardi Gras. Okay, well, I know we're not going to talk business, so I'll just say, go Rockets. Hey, absolutely. We, we got, thank God, we got ten days off. Thanks so much. Pray for Victor. <laughs> yes, happy Mardi Gras. <laughs> I hate our team. Thank God, we got ten days off, and pray for Victor. <laughs> Just a pray for victory. I hadn't Literally. seen this clip. Uh, wow. Yeah. There's a lot going on in that clip. It looks like Mardi Gras. It, it definitely it was. Just... Yeah, and uh, the owner is saying, I hope we get the number one pick. Right. Let's keep losing, baby. That's unfortunate. Yeah, Doing he, a good job. Yeah, I mean, he be, he may be telling the truth. Yeah, uh, I mean, at the very least, you could say that uh, all facets of the franchise are aligned right now. <laughs> Yeah, the problem is the Spurs, man. <laughs> Spurs have lost 15 straight. Woo! <laughs> but the Rockets still have the worst record. But they flatten so, the odds, Skeets. Even yeah, if they they're the, the second worst or third worst, still got that 14%. That's right. 
So good luck to Tillman Fertitta, or bad luck, whatever you want to What's call it. What's crazy about it is like he wasn't prompted. He wasn't asked about that, no. right? It was just like... I'm well, he's sure. having a good time at Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like... Uh, he's got the styrofoam cup. Yeah. Looks like he's having fun. I wouldn't even have known that was him until you... I don't know. I mean, he's got the face paint and all that. <laughs> it's like, that guy's a billionaire. <laughs> that guy could have been anybody. But yeah, good luck to the Rockets fans, the Spurs fans, the Pistons fans, and I guess the Hornets fans. Do you want me to do a quick uh, Maybe spin the of the old tankathon here? Just see how it's going? Yeah, give it a spin. See, one spin only. Yep. One spin one, only. One spin for the Congratulations win. Congratulations to the Houston Rockets. Hey, there you, you go. You did it. You did it. Ten days off. Oh, and congratulations to the Bulls, dropping up to number four. That's huge. Oh, keep That's big time. Yep. That's big. <laughs> That's That's really, that is huge. All right, just go with this one, please. Yeah, send it. Top four protected. All right, uh, second nominee, good friend of the show, Matt Devlin. <gasps> now, Matty Why? D did nothing wrong. I'm just really saying this because I want to point out that it was Caribbean Heritage Night in Toronto. And Matt Devlin and everybody else on the broadcast was asked to eat this Trini treat called Doubles. And it just sucks to eat on TV. And this thing is just flopping and falling apart on Matty D. I mean, he's, he's having trouble eating it. Although he took, he took care of it. He, I think amongst all the broadcast crew who was asked to eat it, he was the only one who ate it on camera. They asked everybody. They asked Leo. They asked Baller Kia Nurse. They asked Kate. They asked Ar- Jack Armstrong. Armstrong is off camera saying, these are great. Uh, he did they, take a bite for sure because you can see him. Jack, he holds it up at one oh, point. Jack it's got a bite. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. It, uh, yeah, it just sucks to eat on camera. But I wanted to just point out it was Caribbean <laughs> Heritage Night because it was a blast in yes. Toronto. Surprisingly, the first Caribbean Heritage Night in team history. Very surprising with the influence what? that the really? Caribbean has on Toronto. Yeah. Surprising. That is oh, surprising. Okay. They should do it every night. They should. Because it was bumping in there last night. It was, because yeah. Kevin Little was performing. Turn me on. Between the first and second quarters, they got a delay of game because Kevin Little was performing. <laughs> worth it. Absolutely worth it. I uh, saw Eric Kareen uh, on The Athletic talking about the uh, the craft services table for media. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Here we go. And he said he can only do that. Please. He asked. He begged. Only once a year, please, for his waistline's sake, because oh, he was so going to so town. It was far better than the usual media spread. Uh, but it was a blast in there. It felt like old times. Yeah. It felt like the, probably the loudest it was this season. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I haven't been to any games like in person up in Toronto, loud. but watching it came through on the screen for sure. Um, I was double-checking. Randy's Patties? That closed, right? I do believe that. That was my favorite Jamaican patty. But then didn't Drake... Okay, I I swore, like, Drake thought about buying it. And so is it coming back? I I, I mean, I checked. It is closed now. Um, But there was something with Drake, I remember. That was our... Shout out to our guy, Daryl. Love the Randy's patties. Doesn't Jay have a shirt? Wow. Exactly one year ago today, February 24th, 2022. I'll buy Randy's right now, commented Drake. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he has. Well, what happened? Yeah. Hopefully it comes back. He bought There's Cameron's mink instead. <laughs> bought all these wrapped things. Yeah. Instead of a patty shop. Save come the on. shop, man. Jeez, get your priorities straight. Okay. Uh, Eric Kareen did say there were beef patties. Oh, uh, I can just I I can taste them right now. I know, right man. now? I love it. Oh. Yeah. Bought some frozen ones recently. Horrible. Yeah. Dude. Just terrible. I see Matt Devlin eating that crumbly crust. <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wicked Carib. 
was the that's the, the supplier's the, last they name. They supplied the oh, doubles. The okay. uh, Patrice Roberts performed. Just looked like a great time. Hell yeah. It looked like a Kevin great Little, time intro. Turn me on. That's a good song. I think. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good song. <laughs> You're coming home with me tonight. So <laughs> yeah, let me jam. You might. That's yeah. what that song's called. Yeah. 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 That's a good song. You got me going crazy. <laughs> anyway, oh, uh, they said turn me on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he does the turn me on. <laughs> All right, last one. Okay. You guys wanted it out there. It's the NBA All-Star Game. It has to be. It's unfortunate that we have to be talking about this. Now, listen, this part was actually the best part. If you're with us on YouTube, there was a one-on-one battle. I know someone brought that up uh, amongst our fans, amongst everybody. Oh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are playing. The other eight guys are watching. Who cares? At, at least, at least there was defense on this play. <laughs> Anthony Edwards' pose is pretty funny, though. Yeah, the double teapot. Double teapot. No one tried. This, there was a lot of trying on this play. If you're watching with us here, but no one tried on the basketball floor. There was no defense played. In fact, Shea Gilgis Alexander complained about LeBron James playing defense on him. He, I mean, it's it's kind of warranted. He said LeBron James didn't play defense all night. <laughs> then he came and blocked me. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell, man? But the fact is. People didn't watch this game. 4.9 million viewers, a record low for the NBA's midseason classic. Mm. And uh, the live draft got 3.4 million viewers. So people were tuned in for that. That's a, that's a pretty good number, you know, way higher than when they pre-recorded it. Mm. Uh, JD and I were talking about it on playback. He said, wow, the number went up for the All-Star game yeah. <laughs> from from the live draft. Well, you know, they want, do want to watch the stars play. <laughs> but that's an incredibly low number. And, yeah, we're at this point here where... Literally, we just saw one uh, possession <laughs> where there was a defensive play. LeBron had a defensive play. I don't know. I can't even think of another play where mm-hmm. there was actual defense and intensity. And that was the problem. Everybody started turning it off. It was obviously too long. There was a pregame concert. There was a, middle, uh, there was a concert in the middle. There was, yeah. a, there was commercials in between rounds of the draft. It was extremely long. Now, the NBA will say... Across our digital media channels, we generated 1.75 billion views. Is that a lot? I guess. That's a record. Uh, So (laughs) it it sounds like a lot. 1.75 billion. I'm not sure that those numbers kind of wash over me. And the game has changed in terms of TV. Obviously, the the streaming doesn't factor into that. But still, the game was bad. I think we can all say that. Right. But how are you going to fix that? How are you going to fix that? Somebody's got to. We can't get fucking players to play in regular season games. Okay? In all of them. So why are we expecting them to play like balls to the wall in an all-star game, an exhibition game? We're not. Well, it's just a, and l- so, like, a little harder. A little harder. Somebody just one of the leaders has to do it. Like in, in the past. Sure, sure. Yeah. That's what it takes. It uh, takes a, a Kobe guys. or it takes a particular player to rally the troops and say, guys, let's play defense for five minutes. I agree with that. No one's it asking. It ain't gonna take money. It ain't gonna take anything else. It, whatever. Surprise. It's not. It exactly. What do you think uh, fixes it, Trey? Anything? <laughs> I mean, I do, I do think a lot of the competitiveness fell off when Kobe Bryant retired. I think that's a big factor here. Uh, no Chris Paul in this game. No Kyle Lowry in this game. Giannis played one play. We're talking about guys who yeah. are like competitors who are going to be dogging each other, trying to win this game. It would have been nice to see him at least care in the fourth quarter. I mean, it, the game was out of hand at that point, which is the kind of double-edged sword of the Elam ending. It's like, if it's close, it's going to be cool. They're going to be competing. But if it's really far away, we're just trying to bomb threes from as far as possible. So, I don't know. Every All-Star game sucks. NFL All-Star game, brutal. They don't even play real football anymore. Yeah. MLB All-Star game, they had a 
go to like awarding the winner home field advantage. Now they don't even do that. I don't know about the NHL thing, but I know that <laughs> skills is more important. Nobody cares because the game doesn't matter. So how do you make it matter? Go back to the 90s. There ain't no way to make it matter. Yeah, it's interesting because now if you're a, a League Pass uh, subscriber, you can watch the stars every single night. So that's gone. You know, when you used to be able to, True. you could only yeah. tune in to see MJ, you know, a handful of times in the NBA. So that's why there was, you know, it was in the tens of millions back then. 93 was the highest. So things have obviously changed. Uh, at the same time, it just feels like uh, I don't I don't really have a solution. The Elam ending is really interesting. Do you just do an Elam ending every single quarter? Because <laughs> you're just playing to a number. Then it's like four different games, and it doesn't feel like one All-Star game. It just feels like these these four different parts. It just takes a couple guys. I do agree. If Giannis it's the Kupo, guys. It's the guys. It's not how playing. the ending. It's not the scoring system. It's not money to charity. It's not money for the players. It's none of that. It's the guys. That's all it comes down to that they decide we're actually going to compete and play some real basketball for at least a portion of it. That's that's it. And it shouldn't and be a marathon. It shouldn't be a five-hour marathon. Like that's, no, you're right. Also true. You're right. very long. Yeah. yeah, like they they put on their jackets and were listening to the, the national anthems by Julie Black and like at, I don't know, 8.15, the game ends at, like it, it, it was long. I'm not to give them an excuse, but it was super long from that time to the fourth quarter when, like Trey said, if there was an effort in that fourth quarter, would be cool with it because mm-hmm. that's what's happened a lot of the times. They turn it on in the fourth quarter. A lot, I think. Yeah, I wouldn't say a lot. Yeah, of the, the, times. the Kobe it's years. A few times. The Kobe yeah. years. Well, I mean, but like, we had blowouts though too. I mean, and, and and forty minutes of the game was basically what we saw this weekend. Yeah, you know, no, I, the fourth quarter turn, is what I, turn, I mean. I'll bomb you, bomb. Yeah, yeah. The fourth quarter is just yeah. is all we're asking. Yeah, yeah. yeah really. I think people are willing to overlook forty minutes of pick up basketball as long as the like yeah, final eight I minutes agree. have a little bit of intensity. Like it was a joke that Kyle Lowry was flopping in the all-star game, but you could tell he cared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, I, it's I, only a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, look, I think the best thing is if you don't like the all-star game or the weekend or whatever, yeah, just don't watch it. And maybe that's going to happen here. And then maybe the NBA will be forced to get creative and, and maybe the players will take some pride in wanting to compete a little bit. But I also think it's silly to expect an NBA all-star game to have the competition level of a game seven in a playoff series. Wow. Like no like, one's expecting that. Well, I feel like some people are, and I think they've lost the plot when it comes to this weekend. It's for sponsors. It's sort of for the well, it's for the fans or even like particularly kids. It's it's not this like oh I mean I get it. Like, yeah, you but see, like, you led with sponsors. Yeah, but it is. This, you, it used it is. to be for fans. It used to be. Yeah. You know, like that was the main thing. Show up, play hard. This is the only time we see yeah. everybody yeah. actually together doing this. Nowadays, you're going to see more competitive footage from these guys getting together for a summer run yeah, at Rico yeah. Hines because they're trying to get better for things that matter going forward. It has lost <sighs> the luster uh, the I last mean, couple yeah. of years. I mean, sure, you know what's going to happen, unfortunately, is someone's going to compete hard in one of these and someone's going to break an ankle and then everybody's going to say the exact opposite. Who's gotten hurt in an All-Star game? Uh, Kobe. He got hit in the face. Yeah. He did get yeah. hit in the face. Broke his nose. One I think guy? Wade, I think it was. It's like, well, one did, guy's got well did LeBron get hurt or not? Hurt, it, nicked his finger. <laughs> right. That's another one. You can right. cross him out as well. He only played a half of the game. But people don't really get hurt in the All-Star game. People don't really get hurt in the dunk contest. It's an excuse. Yeah. It just takes the grade of the greats. We're talking about, you mentioned LeBron. If he's out there in the fourth quarter, at least giving it some sort of effort, people will follow. If Yanni's played in this game, other than the first possession. Yeah, he's a, t- it, he's it, a tone setter for sure. It could have changed. I, th- I thought no, his... Westbrook? 
Yeah. Another Tom you, Sutter. You listed a lot of guys that actually the most competitive maybe guys in the would league. play the hardest. Yeah. But why don't they care though? Like it's cooler to not the, care. What's the reason to it's, not care? Yeah. Because like all these people that's in the league right now, they're all talking about Mamba mentality all the time. But, it's true. Great but call. It, like he would play hard. Mm-hmm. Like you know, when I was a kid, they always was playing hard. Vince Carter, Kobe. Trace McGrady, all those guys were playing hard. So what's the reason yeah. to not care if it's I, for the fans? I don't want to have a revisionist history here because they didn't play hard all the time. No, they didn't. No, but that, like, I'm glad you said it because they didn't like at like, all. You know, they were kind of competing, having fun it's throughout the game. Like but fun. then when you get to the fourth quarter, and that, quarter. that was the whole point of the, you know, three Elam quarters in the yeah. thing, right? Yeah. So I don't know. It bothers yeah. me. Yeah, Zill, I think Tom Ziller put it pretty well. He said, let's not get – player empowerment mixed up with player entitlement because that's what it it felt like i'm here i'm one of the best i don't have to try and it just didn't feel didn't feel right felt wrong mm-hmm. uh that's it i mean that's there's there's yeah it, it does start with the peers get it done somebody's yeah. got to try and then it'll it'll happen and you know you know now i think about it too the league has done a good job of like giving these guys time off after the All Star Game, like that, not used to be. That was not a thing, right? It was like Definitely, yeah. you basically were right back into the second half of yeah, the season, the and Tuesday. so it's not like you don't have much of an excuse to like compete for a couple minutes for sure. <laughs> you know, I guess despite not wanting to get injured, sure, but yeah, these guys sit out a lot of games during the regular season, so that's an issue as of itself. But yeah, an All Star Game, whatever. Anyway, the fans, were, the fans were asking. It had to be on the list. The yep. fans were asking for it. When I went out there, I threw out the tweet. It was like eighty percent All Star Game. Or the fans who complain about the All Star Game, which is all, which yeah. is good as well. Yeah. There was there was some complaint. Yeah, just shorten it a little bit. <laughs> anthems, fine. We'll do we'll do the anthems. Uh, you know, post Malone, post the game, maybe he was good, but we don't need him pregame. You know what? Just game. one quarter. Just do. Just play one quarter. <laughs> okay. Got, uh, why not? So now we don't we'll think hard. they're playing hard because, like, damn, this is a long basketball well, game. I watched tired. four hours of it, and the game hadn't even started yet. We, <laughs> we had, like, two anthems and then 20 minutes of Post Malone. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Why, treat uh, no. it like the celebrity game. Like, just lean into the goofiness of it. Spend most of your time on the sidelines, you know, with celebrities and, you know, just the goofballness of it. It's a celebration of basketball. Right, that's right. If, if they're not going to play hard. Which is what the NFL has resorted <laughs> yeah. to. I mean, but that's so let's play dodgeball. And let's it is go. The, you know the biggest sport in America. It has nothing to do with the All Star game. But they don't even play a game, right? They don't play the Pro Bowl anymore. It's literally don't they do no. flag, football? flag football, yeah. flag football, and then all these don't. other fun events or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And well, sweetest catch, and and no one cares. I don't think. <laughs> like our NFL fans, like you know, going nuts that there's no real competitive. I mean, they tune uh, in anyways. Game? I guess NFL fans tune yeah, in no yeah, matter what. So. The XFL is doing numbers. <laughs> Who's your what's your XFL team? You oh, picked one? Ne- never. No? Please oh. no. So yes. you got, uh, Chicago have a team or no? I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the the Revengers. A... I like the the Revengers. The Revengers. <laughs> the Renegades, isn't it? Is there a Renegades? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> the Vipers. Go. There is the Vipers. Oh, okay. Uh um, Oh, we got some good names. The St. Louis Battlehawks. The Seattle <laughs> Sea Dragons. The Arlington Renegades, the Houston Roughnecks, the DC Defenders, the San Antonio Brahmas, Vegas Vipers, and the New York Guardians. I believe that's all the teams. I think I just listed them all. So what's your team? Arlington Renegades, because I had to confirm they're in Arlington, Texas, just to confirm. You never know. That's where the Rangers play. I do like Vipers. The Vegas Vipers sounds cool. Yeah. Although Sea Dragons. (laughs) 
That's cool. Yeah, you're going to the sea. You're cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of the sea, let's hit the beach. Let's do it. Yeah, a few questions here. Uh, the first one actually was not emailed in or tweeted in. It was sort of a leftover cue from our NBA Reddit podcast, or a leftover thread, I should say. It's from Pizza Chomper 874 <laughs> Again, by way of NBA Reddit, check out yesterday's podcast. We had a blast going through some of our favorite NBA Reddit threads. Um, so, this is what Pizza Chomper 874 writes. So, what do you and the guys think about Kelly Eco's 7 out of 10 possibility <laughs> of Harden coming back to Houston this offseason? Do you think it's a good move? Should the Rockets even be happy? about that possibility. And uh, let's go live to the Rockets owner, Tillman Fertitta from <laughs> Mardi Gras. Um, well, you slipped this into the podcast yesterday, this 7 out of 10 comment from our guy Kelly Eco at The Athletic about the possibility of Harden coming back. Um, what what do you season, think of all this? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Sounds, it sounds too strange to me. He's going to be 34 this offseason. I can see James Harden somewhere down the line saying, I love Houston. I'm going back. But now, with the, the with the state of the team, right. it's too soon. Like maybe, okay. Uh, like uh, you know, if I uh, let's 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 configure this scenario, construct this weird weird scenario where let's say the Sixers win the title. Oh wow! Okay. I think it's more likely that he would go back oh, to Houston. Oh, He'd be like, I'm done. All right, I got it. Uh, yeah, I got it. I got the Came thing. Up. I got the thing. But he just took a, a 15 million dollar pay cut to try and win to try and uh, allow the Sixers to add some guys. So I think he'll give that a chance. Right. But I, I, I kind of see him like retiring a rocket. Oh, at the end end. Okay. Yeah, it's, he's 34. I don't know how 34. long. Okay. Uh, he will be 34 this offseason. I I don't know. Harden doesn't seem like a guy's going to play till 40. Yeah, so I agree. A few years from now. Okay, what do you think? But he's still being able to play, so maybe two years from now. <laughs> give me two. <laughs> two years. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you're right, Tess. I was thinking if... The Sixers have a successful postseason. Like, there's no way he's going to leave when they're that close to a championship. But if they lock down the championship, why not go back home and party yeah. <laughs> for the end of your career? Maybe he's a big Roughnecks fan. Mm. Yeah. He wants to see them taking a, down uh, the San Antonio Brahmas at Tadeku Stadium. Uh, perhaps Harden is waiting to see if Tillman Fertitta will be celebrating the Victor Wembenyama lottery. Yeah. And then he says, hey... That's a nice guy to attach to going forward. Mm. A pick and roll combo of James Harden and Victor Wembanyama. That's good if you're the Houston Rockets. And I don't know, should the Rockets be happy about it? That's tough to say. <laughs> yeah. It is tough to say. Clearly, they are in rebuild mode right now. But if you win the lottery and sign James Harden, instantly you're back in contention mode trying to win mode at the very least I do think the Rockets need some veteranship I don't know if Harden is necessarily the guy for it um, but you hear more and more about Harden possibly going back to Houston to the point where I'm like 7 out of 10 that's a really high number but for how many podcasts that we listen to to hear the smoke of it it could be true hmm. and yeah James Harden is a different cat so this may cat. sounds like it may sound like an, an oddball thing but Eco's got his finger on the pulse. We got to get him on the show. There's, there's smoke, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, you think there's a chance? I don't. I don't think it's happening this off season. I think what you're yeah. saying is much more likely. A couple of years from now, end and end of his career, sure. Um, but Embiid, like Harden, 
I mean, whether or not he cares, I don't know. You would imagine he cares a little bit to try and get those uh, playoff demons off his back a little bit and go very far and maybe even win a championship. Uh, being paired with Embiid is his best chance. I mean, of course, he played with Kevin Durant Westbrook early, early, early as in the Thunder days, but, like, this is, you know, and, and he went really far with Chris Paul, don't get me wrong, but, like, Embiid at the level he's playing at, MVP level, that's that's a hell of a twosome they got going on right now, and Harden's playing great. So I don't think it's happening this offseason. And I think even Kelly I saw, I did like some like Twitter investigation. <laughs> Kelly even almost was like, well, I just jokingly threw out a number, you know, like <laughs> seven sounded good, you know? So probably not this off season in the future. Maybe. That was good. Good number to throw out there because six wouldn't have got the juice. No, seven no, got us seven talking. Is, seven seven made an high. NBA Reddit yeah. thread for yeah. sure. Uh, all right. This next one uh, by way of emails from Finn. Overall star weekend. Kevin Durant said that star movement shouldn't be viewed as a disruptive influence, but instead as a major driver of interest and revenue. So it sounds a little crazy at first, but is KD right? Are trade requests, like he did or has done, like Kyrie did, good for the NBA? Again, this is from Finn. TK, does KD have a point? Is this good for business? He has a point, (laughs) but I'm a little conflicted here. There's no doubt that slop carries the NBA from January to Mm mid-February. The games are at their most boring. People care the least. Players sit out all the time. And more and more people tune in, to our show included, when we're talking about trade rumors. Yep. So he is absolutely right that it drives interest, but it drives interest away from watching people play basketball. So I don't know. Mm. He's right. Uh, it could be even more of a slog, though, if we didn't have trade rumors during the middle of trade season. But also, like, it definitely takes away from what's actually happening on the court to the point where you're looking at teams and saying, I can't wait to see what this team looks like when they make a move. I don't even care who's here right now. We'll see what it looks like in six weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's a strange thing because um, he's right. More interest. But does it convert to people actually watching basketball? Doesn't necessarily seem like it. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think it it plays for the fans that will always watch basketball. But I don't think it turns people on by any means. You know, trade requests don't convert potential fans. And they could it could push fringe fans away. So I, I don't think it... And makes the league better. I think he's speaking from a place of oh, a business person, number one, and number two, a diehard. You know, a guy who's always going to watch the league, a guy who's, who, who cares about this league a lot. And, like, from us, yeah, of course, it's great. And slop season, as Trey called it, is, is good for the business, as, as KD said. But it's not, it's not good for fans who are thinking about watching basketball. You know, there's, there's a reputation amongst – amongst NBA fans that say that this league quite often has guys who just don't, you know, will demand out because mm-hmm. it happens more than every other league. Uh, as, as Unless I'm mistaken. Uh, as for, it happen, it obviously happens in football, F-U-T bowl, but uh, it, it doesn't really happen in, in North American sports uh, very much to the extent that it happens in basketball. So it's a turnoff for some, but... It's a good business move as well. Well, so. you look, you can see it from both sides. Yeah. Ben Golliver had a great article in the Washington Post about it. Um, you know, some some do argue that a star has an obligation, I throw that in air quotes, to his team once he receives that fat ass long term contract, right? Like you gotta be the face of the franchise. You gotta lead, you gotta lock in. That's why you're paid two hundred million dollars plus. But on the other side, as players get more comfortable exerting their influence over team decisions you get this right 
the, the players think, well, owners do this with us. You know, they move us around. They put pressure on, obviously, you know, who they're going to bring in and out. Why can't we do the exact same exiting through trade requests and well, stuff like can, that? for sure. Yeah, they can, and they've mm-hmm. proven. And, it's, uh, and, and Katie is absolutely right. I mean, you cannot argue that I'm not a fan of it because I love to watch basketball, but more people care about this stuff. The trade rumors, the deals, who won the deal. Everybody gets to play GM a little bit. Everybody gets to have an opinion on something that, you know, hasn't even occurred yet. So like, oh, this will work. This won't work. And then nobody cares what you said, you know, two weeks later. Then watching basketball. That's not good. But Katie's right that it gets more people interested, I guess, in the sport. (laughs) So, But it's weird. It's like you want to translate those people more interested in the sport to actually watching the sport and caring about it. But I don't know. Thanks, Katie, for getting traded. It was good for uh, good for the numbers this that year. Was great for the numbers. It was yeah, great <laughs> for the numbers. Do it every every interim season, right? Like uh, that's the other thing. It happens in the summer too. Like it was dead times. Yeah, August and no, September. No, it's great in the summer. Making some kind of news. And I mean, like my opinion on this is like I want there to be Katies and Kyries of the world, and I also want there to be Damian Lillards of the world, mm. right? Like I, that's part of the fun to me. It's like oh, the guy that digs in his heels and is like a Dirk like you know I'm gonna get it done here and then that championship that he eventually wins feels bigger than let's be honest any of KD's um, but I also like players that are like I'm just as much like why am I not in control here I'm, I'm the real reason why people are watching these games or even tuning in or talking about it and uh, I want to help my chances of winning a title or whoever I want to play with like you know I'm gonna influence that's stuff that's stuff you can go too far probably <laughs> both yeah. ways Right? Yeah, the public demands versus yeah, yeah. you know when you're you know signed the contract mm-hmm. and you're uh, able to move on, you move on. <sighs> yeah, where's Aaron Rodgers gonna go? I don't know. <laughs> right, I, mean, I heard he ended his darkness retreat two days early. Soft. It wasn't supposed to be four days. <laughs> four days. He went two days. And how can, can you make a decision after two days? And what does this mean? Darkness retreat? Like what happens? Just pitch black? Pure darkness. Yeah. Sensory deprivation. So what? Blinds and curtains? Like you're in a house? Like you don't see the <laughs> I don't sun? know where they put them exactly. Uh, but man, it's it's a tough call. Do I do I want to play and make fifty million dollars or no? Mm-hmm. I, I, I got a feeling I know well. where he's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Where is he going? Back to Green Bay. Oh, he'll go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could they trade him? They could. Yeah. They traded Brett Favre. <laughs> His career is going the exact same way as Brett Favre's. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> is this as big a deal in the NFL world? It, it is. It obviously is when you're a player of his caliber, I guess, or worth. Uh, final one here from David L. Hey, no donkeys. I saw this fun question via Real GM. Who is the biggest X factor now that we're post All Star break? Put it another way, which players can swing championship expectations or impact the shape of the league the most? Is it KD with the Suns? Who else? is in the running championship x factors i mean is it katie katie is a great one yeah yeah, i mean he's kevin durant (laughs) he's an mvp candidate who just went to the phoenix suns so yeah that's not playing tonight by the way i don't think march 1st is the goal okay that's early next week it's a short month i heard (laughs) yeah february's done uh yeah so uh it's starting pretty soon okay he will uh he'll be playing pretty soon Russell Westbrook's playing tonight, both in a positive and negative way. Could he sway the the Clippers in one direction or the other? But all is good in Clipperland. Can't wait to watch him play Sacramento tonight, uh, and hopefully it'll stay good. What about Kawhi Leonard, then? I mean, Mm. as a championship X-Factor. Just taking it to that Kawhi level. Yeah, I wasn't thinking him, but sure. It's at the KD level already. Yeah. We're talking about some of the best players in the league. Mm -hmm. You call those X-Factors? 
Championship X factor. Uh, I see, I think more of an X factor is a guy like Michael Porter Jr. Great one. Nuggets have big time championship aspirations. He's one of their five best, shooting 41% from three, hit some big ones last night. Yep. But also, he is going to be the number one target in the Western Conference on defense. Yeah, they are yeah. going to put him into every sort of action and challenge him to defend his position and stay on the court. And the Nuggets absolutely need him to stay on the court. He contributes on the glass a little bit as well. He's got good size, and he's a really good scorer. But come playoff time, that guy's going to be in the crosshairs. And if he is not able to stay on the court, that will be a problem for Denver. Yeah. I, I thought the same thing watching that game last night. You're like, oh, if this guy can stay on the court is a big part of it, play a little bit of defense, not get you know too exploited on that end. But like, have those games where he hits four, five, six threes, whatever. He's got to do that. F- he's got to do that four times out of seven games in four series, and they could easily win a title. Like with Jokic as your star guy, with Jamal Murray as your second guy, with that team around him. Uh, he's a good one. I guess this article on Real GM was more like that upper echelon level. KD obviously, like the Suns were what a fringe contender at best he moves to their squad and you're like they're the favorites suddenly in the western conference whether you believe that or not but yeah yeah. him Kawhi, like anthony davis is a weird one too it's like (laughs) my god remember before he got injured he was like putting up like 30s and 15s and you're like oh yeah he is one of the best players in the league and then obviously gets hurt like he does all the time i guess when phrases uh just stick around for a long time the meaning changes because trey's right (laughs) yeah x factor is like you know interpret it however the hell you want we're talking about the best of the best uh, with these guys. But yeah, I had KD down, I had Russ down, I had Harden down. Because if Harden takes Harden, it to another Harden, level. Yeah. Good one. Yep. I mean, yeah, because it, like, like, you know, like Russ a few years ago, like good, good Harden, bad Harden. Very different players. And I just wanted to say all the members of the OKC Thunder uh, years ago. But uh, I'll throw Chris Middleton in there because the Bucks are continuously winning here. But when it comes to playoff time, they are going to need a guy they can rely on as a second scorer. And Drew does that at times, Brooke does that at times. And they're bringing along Middleton slowly, and he's showing that he can go on runs, and he can do that. And that Eastern Conference is oh, wide open. Uh, it's it's exciting times. I mean, you mentioned Jokic setting up Porter. The guy's won two MVPs. He was asked that All-Star weekend. Do you think that the first round should be a best of five? Shorten it. Shorten these playoffs. He said, no. No. I like the seven-game series. It, proves the better team so i'm like i'm just already in playoff mode like Jokic, all right baby let's go on a run i mean he needs to prove that uh you know he that mv that he's mvp worthy like it will be a bad look if he gets his third mvp and the nuggets are bounced obviously of course uh you know first or second round so i'm just looking forward to Jokic. the confidence is there if he gets the support aaron gordon wasn't even there last night and they've shown they've got the best offense in the league it's it is on that defense to just hold it together, to just be pretty good, because the offense is great. Uh, just back to the Bucks for a second. Do you think come Monday morning when we're here doing winners and losers of the NBA weekend, will the Bucks' winning streak still be intact? They play the Heat tonight. That's on ESPN. And then they play the Suns on ABC, that 1 p.m. Eastern slot. Fortunate Katie's not playing, but... Uh, Will the Bucks extend With, that streak to 14 straight? Yeah, he should not be playing in either game. Probably not. No, no, no. no. So unlikely. Those unlikely. are two good teams. Two very good teams. In Miami and Phoenix, but they've won 12 straight. Don't they own this? Do they own the Heat or the Heat own them? I, uh, I, I always get that mixed up. I thought they've taken care of business since they... Uh, they swept Jimmy when Bryn Forbes out yeah. scored Jimmy that one year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they just beat them recently in early February. I know that for a fact. Lost twice in January. Okay, so here. this is for the series. I mean, it's to, for the to series. possibly tie the it up. tie break, at least. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. 
Great questions there. Keep sending them in. No dunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in at no dunks inc. That's INC on the end. You can leave them in the YouTube comments as well. We're gonna take our final break. When we come back, pick them results, tweet of the night, and rapid fire fun. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. When it comes to pick them, Trey Kirby stays hot. We do not. Yep. Uh, you took Denver. You had some points to play with in Cleveland. Straight up win. Hit the money line on that one. Way to go, TK. You're 8-5. and five. We had Cleveland to cover. Look good for a second, and they fell apart. So I'm 4-9. and nine. You're 5-8. and eight. What's tonight's game? Uh, we mentioned it in the last segment there. Clippers and the Russell Westbrook era beginning tonight. They're six and a half point favorites against the Sacramento Kings. Feels like I can't pick wrong with this music behind us here. And I'm glad I'm picking with Trey because we got the Clippers to cover by seven at home. Wow, wow, wow. That's big. big Although the Kings played last night. Yeah, they did. But they blew them out too. Yeah, so, yeah. Clips are fresh, sure, but you're right. They blew them out. So, what is going to happen? I can't wait. Is Russ starting? Has that been declared? Nah, Tyloo's going to keep that a secret. It's a secret, <laughs> man. But he, he's got a plan. Clippers have a plan for the Westbrook man. Well, then we shouldn't even be allowed to bet on this game without knowing if Westbrook's starting or not. <laughs> That's why he took the Kings? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he took the Kings because I like him. <laughs> that was my reasoning. Hey, I got some points there. It feels like a big line. It has a big line. Yeah. It has a big line. Friday night. Boys back from the All-Star break. Come on. A lot of games last night were close. It's a great point. A lot of games great last point. night were close. <laughs> what a point. <laughs> and only, I mean, like, only 25 minutes for, like, all the sa- uh, Sacramento yeah, starters yeah, last they killed night, them. which is big time. Um, oh, I meant to bring this up. Did you consider the, the Blazers maybe a worst of the week? Particularly Damian Lillard not for playing the- last night? Oh, yeah. Because he Strange. sat on an airplane yeah. for a long time, over two days. Like, the Blazers got hosed sitting on the airplane for, like, yeah. seven hours one day and then, like, four hours the next. But then they decided, we're resting Jeremy Grant. Now, he was, like, concussion protocols, so that made a little more sense. But Damian Lillard, I'm pretty sure, was resting because the guy had been stuck on a plane for 12 hours over two days. It said Lillard bracket chilling on plane. No, it said rest. <laughs> but it's like a little weird. These games matter. Plane legs. Like, oh, yeah. You can walk. I know. On I'm, I'm honest. I'm a little confused. Unless somebody in the stream team correct me, like, there's an injury I don't know about. That's what I think they did because it was like, it was a long ordeal getting there. Oh, yeah. That. I mean, I get it. That sucks. But, like, that's the reason not to play? What? Stop we're, writing! We're... Stop writing fire bars, man. Get some sleep. <laughs> Exhausted from all of these rhymes, uh. but man, what a starting lineup for the Blazers last night. Cam Reddish, Ryan Archidiacono, Nasir Little, Matisse Thybul, Drew Eubanks. That might be the most random starting whoa, lineup whoa. we see in the NBA this whoa. season. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Have they? Uh, 
have they begun the tank? Well, I mean, that's. I, I mean, I saw. <laughs> like, they can't get to the bottom four. There's no possible way. But you can increase your chances to get from that, you know, the 10, 11, 12 spots that they're in to like the, you know, seven, eight spots. Yeah. I, I saw a Blazers fan tweet just that. You know, are we leaning into the tank? And I'm checking right now. I'm pretty sure I saw Damian Lillard respond <laughs> like with a basically no. No way or something like that. I'm trying to find... Yeah, no way, to quote him. <laughs> no way. <laughs> quote Damian Lillard. Chad in no Portland way. tweeted, he's verified, uh, with 24 <laughs> games remaining, I am all about the Blazers doing whatever is necessary to increase their odds to land we- to land Weminyama or a top four pick. Damian Lillard with the retweet. No way. No way. But not playing last night. Fascinating. They got the ninth best odds right now. Their pick is protected 1 through 14 to the Chicago Bulls. So let's spin the lottery one more oh, time yeah, for the Portland Trail Blazers. Yeah, right. mm. uh, they moved down one spot. Tent. Oh, damn. Keep the pick. Damn. Okay. Yeah, nice. Uh, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet of the Trey, tweet of the night. What do you got? Oh, big tweet coming to us from William Payne at tweets by Coach P, who says, "Okay, Hoopers, <laughs> you're gonna only have two of these basketballs. Which two of these balls are you taking?" And then he listed six classic basketballs: the Wilson Evolution, the Spalding Legacy TF1000, the Nike Elite, the Wilson NCAA Official Game Ball, a Baden Elite, and the new Wilson Evo mm. NXT. Skeets. <laughs> Which two balls are you picking? Well, why is it two? Yeah, man, uh, man got to pick two balls, I mean, Skeets. I was like, the only thing I could John think Krusty of was like... John picks one. It was like, maybe he meant like, which one do you want for indoors? Which one do you want for outdoors? And I was like, I mean, why two? two? Why don't you just taking? pick one? Um, look, a real hooper can hoop with any of these, but if I have to pick, I think I'm taking the Wilson Evolution. Yeah, that's my favorite. That is the standard, the gold standard yeah. of basketballs. Just love the feel. That's why it's number that one. one. That's why it's in yeah. the number one yeah. slot here. You're just picking it. Everyone's You're picking, picking it. You're picking it as yeah. well. Yeah. Can't talk yourself well, into yeah, a spalding. Can't. No. These foreign <laughs> balls. No, thank you. I, I feel like you have a spalding basketball, don't I'm you? I'm pretty sure I do. I mean, it's, it's like a rough shape now. Looking. Yeah, yeah. That's, that just means it's well loved. Oh, of course it is. That's what I mean. I can play, we play with any of these, man. Uh, I've played with this Wilson Evo NXT. That's the new one. It is like crazy neon orange. It is so really? orange and I've honestly a little bit too soft, but. I feel so old because, like, I mean, I, I checked the quote tweets. I checked the, all of the responses, and people are like, real ones, no. Number one. Got to be number one. Got to be number one. Okay. I remember when they came out. It used to just be the Wilson Jet. Then it was the Wilson yeah. Jet Evolution. Then they put did it like this. The olden days, man. So you would say that got the most votes? Oh, definitely. Wilson Evolution. Definitely. Okay, definitely, that's good definitely, to know. Definitely. Uh, which one got the, like least like number five I mean, yeah I don't, think, I don't think i've ever played with that ball i've i don't know if i've dribbled that one specifically i've never liked a bodden ball and honestly i've never really liked a nike ball either no? the ones i ever played with were very very hard yeah see i see like again i feel like i could be convinced that maybe it's more of an outdoor ball that i would like maybe like that little yeah, that that harder leather <laughs> that harder leather that composite leather. okay so we're going wilson evolution clean sweep Ash, you got a, a preference here? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to go with the OG Evo for sure. Okay. Yeah. Good. I love it. <laughs> the if, OG. If it's not Evo. that, it's the uh, the league ball. I like the league ball, but it's not. On oh, here. I'm interested to hear that because I've got like an official league ball, pretty well broken in now. But if I take it to a run, people are like, "What is this thing? Yeah, it's so hard. They don't like the luxury feel. 
we uh, full grain we hooped on Wednesday night. It was my first time out in a long time. Uh, a part of it because we're finally back to the two hour run. That was nice. Um, but my ball, it's it's old. Like it needs to be retired. I need a new ball. I said to someone in there, I was like, I'm in, I'm you know I'm looking for a new ball. This is maybe very helpful to me. Maybe just don't overthink it. Just go with the Wilson. They got a lot of new colors out. The ball still orange, classic. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, like one of the greatest colors of orange a Wilson Evolution basketball <laughs> perfect <laughs> orange but now it says evolution and outside of the word evolution the, the 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 border of it you can get a gold one kind of the classic but then they have like purple blue bright green bright yellow wild so stuff. just the accents on the ball yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah. okay yep. alright well, I like purple yeah what's the basketball going for nowadays like 85 90 bucks 99 so okay. I actually I gotta go return mine from dicks yeah I gotta take my ball to dicks <laughs> they sold me a lemon man really yeah it's the first basketball I've ever had that loses air oh so there's maybe mm. a like, hole somewhere yeah, yeah we played Wednesday pumped it up beforehand played this morning still fine but by next Wednesday it will be flat enough that I have to pump it again huh. and that ain't right no sir dick no sir I will Tell say that throw in a, a pump you always lose a pump. Dick, lose Dick a pump. has plenty of pumps. Keep a pump in a car. That's what you should do. Or or in a go-to spot bag. in the garage. Yeah, the pump's a bag. That's an even better call. You're right. Um, I'll say what about Wednesday night's run, though. There was a lot of great basketballs. We had too many options. We had so many balls. Usually there's like one. There was like, okay, it's that one. And the rest are sort of garbage. We had like four. I think we were switching game balls because so. they were all that great. So maybe everybody got new basketballs. I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah. good. Good to be back out there. Uh, all right, let's wrap up this drop podcast with some rapid fire fun. All right, I got the questions. Tass, Trey, I believe JD answering over yonder. First one, recently, Damian Lillard. He wrote and performed a new rap song while the Blazers were stuck on a plane for seven hours <laughs> due to snow. His best line, we talked about it yesterday, shooters in the locker room like we the Wizards. Oh, solid use of time, Dame. I don't know why you couldn't play uh, the next day, but anyway... Guys, besides sleeping, what's something you'd like to try and accomplish if you were stuck on the tarmac for an ungodly amount of time? Tass. I'm giving you an honest answer. It's a boring answer. It's quite boring. I would finish a book. I would read a book. Back to the wall is when I read my books. (laughs) We're stuck on the tarmac for seven hours. (laughs) Like I I brought one to Salt Lake City. I read a few pages. You're LeBron James with that book. I know. Not (laughs) quite. I got at least four pages in. Uh, But I, you know, I got into the book. But if I was on the tarmac for seven hours, I'd get that thing done. I think. Uh, What hour would it take for you to then to really crack into that book? Well, it's, Hour it's, three, four. Yeah, it's been cracked. Uh, it was a good time. I was reading it to Trey while he had his uh, bandana over his eyes, uh, sleeping on the plane. You remember that? <laughs> I read a good couple of you. pages to you. It was a good book. <laughs> okay, reading a Jennifer book. Jennifer Egan. Taking it down. Reading a book, yeah. <laughs> Trey, what are you doing? Uh, I'm putting all of my efforts in to convincing the airline personnel and the flight attendants to let down the slide. <laughs> mm. You're never going to see that slide out right. for the most part. <laughs> I'm like, seven hours, you can pop that thing open, we can slide around for two and a half, three hours, depending on how many people mm-hmm. are having fun, and then you've got a nice enough time to get it back in the plane, put the door back on, and take off. It's a good one. <laughs> okay. Remember when that, like, uh, that guy was getting fired or something like that, so it was his last day at the airline, he popped the door, 
yeah. slid out of the air, airplane. <laughs> it's like, see you later. <laughs> so jealous of that guy. Makes me want to work for an airline just to quit an airline that way. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, and JD, what are you doing? Taz stole my answer. Oh, I'm, you guys. I'm scrambling here to come up with Read something, but so, well, we, I never get to read. I got two kids. I do this show. I've, I've got so much going on. To actually read a book, like, I don't get to do it. <laughs> I didn't even turn on my screen both ways back and forth from uh, Salt Lake City. Mm. I was reading a book. Good for you. What, what are you reading right now? I got a, I got two on the go. Always uh, always nonfiction and fiction. Right now, uh, the 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 nonfiction is a history of Bloody Sunday, uh, okay. 1972. Uh, British paratroopers open fire on Irish protesters, uh, and then the other one is called uh, the Anomaly, which has a terrible plane scene in it, oh. like awful, <laughs> sort of like a Bermuda Triangle type of thing. But like people like. People get into this terrible turbulence, and then they start dropping like flies after, like months after. Oh, I was like, okay, happened. I put that one down, oh, and I would read about the, the <laughs> innocent protesters getting shot because yeah. it, was, it was too much. Something lighter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right, next one here. Last week at the uh, NBA's annual tech summit, Commissioner Adam Silver unveiled several new features to become part of the future live gaming experience, especially through streaming. The most noteworthy moment was probably the integration of augmented reality. Silver brought out Ahmad Rashad, scanned his body, and then inserted him into a Talon Horton Tucker highlight. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> In fact, I can't look at Horton Tucker the same ever again. To me, it's Ahmad Rashad from here on out. Uh, but anyway, my question off of this, seek out this clip, it's really wild, really weird. Uh, what show and character would you like to be beamed into, Tass? Uh, a cliche answer here. I am going into the wire. That's the cliche part. I'm going to be Poot. If you remember Poot, <laughs> definitely thought yeah. it was Poo for the first uh, couple of seasons. But anyways, uh, yeah, so he and Bodie got to take out Wallace, Michael B. Jordan. Right. Michael B. Jordan, Wallace's character, is labeled as the snitch. They got to take him out. I'm going to convince Bodie that oh, we're, yeah. we ain't killing Michael B. Jordan. We're keeping Michael B. Jordan alive. He's not a, Number one, he's not a snitch. Number two, he's Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> uh, and uh, we're, we're, we're going to take care of that guy. I mean, that was heart-wrenching. I, I said first couple seasons. That was just the first season. It was Trey Chaney's character, Poot. I follow Trey. We're, we're, we're friends on Twitter. I'm looking up Poot. I remember Poot. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't he go on to work at a shoe store by the he, end of he the... He absolutely works at a shoe store. <laughs> Perfect. For Jacob's tasks. Athletic <laughs> Shoes <laughs> and Sportswear, it says here. <laughs> well, yeah. Teaching everybody about the heel lock. I brought my own flavor to this one, guys, actually. <laughs> uh, all right. Good answer. Trey, what about you? What are you beaming yourself into? Uh, I want to be Tom Green's co-host on MTV's Tom Green show. His name was Glenn Humplick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guy despised pennies. Had like a phobia to pennies, so Tom Green dropped like thousands of pennies on the desk, putting them in his mouth, oh, all kinds oh. of stuff. And Glenn's just dry heaving the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> what a great clip. If there's any show that I want on streaming more than this one, I haven't seen it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. A great answer, you. Humpback. What would be the phobia for you? Like, what would yeah, what's what your would phobia? Tom Green what's your have penny to... phobia? Is it dimes, nickels? <laughs> <laughs> um, dimes is a basketball player. Yeah, yeah for me, true. for me, it's, it's like a dime um, bag. like touching, touching things. 
<laughs> touching slimy touching things. Uh, slimy things. Uh, yeah, okay, slimy things. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can't so. do that on television. So maybe you play like that that blind game where you have to touch stuff like you know, constantly on uh, social media. See, like, oh, yeah. uh, what is it? Yeah, put shit. your hands into a box. What is yeah. this thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Snakes. Don't like, don't like grapes. Insects. We used to do that like Halloween, grapes. right? Oh, like yeah. you'd like it's brains or whatever. Mm-hmm. I forget what they always said grapes were. Right. Eyeballs. <laughs> Eyeballs. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Skin you. grapes. <laughs> uh, all right, JD. What are you doing? Augmented reality. What are you putting JD's body and onto what character? What show? Very simple. Kramer in <laughs> Seinfeld. The guy's got the best life on television, right? Like, he's got a great neighbor who feeds him <laughs> yep. constantly. He can just go in, come and go as he pleases. Yep. Uh, he does whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Doesn't seem to have to work. Right. Uh, one time he set up a, a whole talk show studio in his apartment. Yep. I've literally done that. <laughs> sort of, yeah. I mean, didn't he have, it was the Merv Griffin. The uh, Merv Griffin set sign, that he found yeah, yeah. and uh, thrown out. Classic episode. <laughs> that is a good one. Uh, you had a hot tub? Do you have a hot tub? Uh, I don't have a hot tub, but I would put a hot tub in my house and fall asleep and get hypothermia or whatever. But, you know, he's got, like, harmless adventures. Taz... Going into the wire is insane. Like honestly, it's very stressful. Like I know you want to save Michael B. Jordan, but my God, it's too traumatic. I just want like simple, yeah, twenty-two minutes. That's a good point. Go to the coffee shop, crack some jokes, and call it a day. Well, that's the the fiction nonfiction balance, JD. Yes, yeah, you're right. You're right. Hundred yeah. percent. Final one. Again, we brought this up on yesterday's NBA Reddit podcast. Uh, Lamelo Ball, his driving, very dangerous. We showed you a clip on that podcast. Him ripping out of the arena's loading dock and blasting through red lights. We do not condone this reckless driving, but he is just 21 years old. You make dumb mistakes when you're a kid. You do dumb things when you're a kid. So I want to know what's the dumbest thing you did as a, you know, let's call it a teenager. Well, the bike driving, for sure. I I should not be here. I was a wild bike driver. I would fly out of my cul-de-sac blind. As hard as I could, I hit, I would, I would just fly. I would pedal as fast as I could. I hit a moving van. Like a van was driving past, and I hit Jeez. the back of it. Luckily, stayed on my bike. Wow. A driver got out. was like, how the hell are you on your bike? <laughs> I just not managed to bounce. I was blind. I've hit a parked car. Uh, I fall, I've fallen all over the place. <laughs> I mean, I was, I, was a wild, I was a wild man. <laughs> Uh, I fell off my bike so many... I showed up at my man Thor Plaxton's house with a bloody face because I fell on my face. It's like, what the hell happened to you? I literally just lost control of my bike and I fell on my face. So, yeah. I mean, I fell off my bike so many times. No, and I have to ask, no helmet. You, back in my day. You didn't wear it. Yeah. Make them back then. <laughs> exactly. I know, uh, I know. Now, now there's cool ones at Dick's. Uh, great ones <laughs> with mohawks. Those are yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, that I used like to be the ones. reason I didn't wear a helmet. I looked like a big dick. <laughs> uh, wear your helmets. We're on your bikes. Okay. What about you, TK? What, oh, come on. You did some dumb things. Did you, when you say were you had a friend named Four Plex? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Great I wrote down some names from high school Chad Humbers and Craig Peter. I thought I was going to be Thor Plaxton. Thor Plaxton. Ten times better. Bob, give it, see you later. Give a name. Give a name, Thor. <laughs> give a name, wow. Thor yeah. Plaxton. I uh, did a lot of dumb things. I had a friend convince me that hot glue on the back of my hand wouldn't hurt. It does. Okay. Poured a bunch of gasoline into a creek, set it on fire, called it fire water. Dumb. We've heard that one. That's dumb. Yep. yep. Smashing mailboxes. Heard it. Fired a potato gun in a van. Heard it. <laughs> but I think the dumbest thing I did in all of high school, wearing tearaway pants. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. 
Me too. You want to pull your shorts off? Me too. So you're, suddenly you're just walking around in underwear? In your boxers. <laughs> yeah. And they were everywhere. Like every brand made tearaway whatever. Yep. Ridiculous. Yeah. Tearaway. You got to wear two pants, two pairs of <laughs> yeah. pants. Just because you have a tearaway on. Fat. Oh, God. Those are fun. Uh, JD, dumbest uh, thing you did as a teen. I mean, wasn't a teen. I was the same age as Lamelo, uh, and I brought this up on the uh, the is this good? But and it, it's the same answer as Task, but it's riding a bike. But it was a motorcycle. Oh yeah, but look how cool. Oh awesome. yeah, God, and both cool. me and my girlfriend just bombing around uh, Corfu, Greece. <laughs> Very slippery roads. There's literally olive oil on the, those roads. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and this is a rare photo. That I'm actually wearing shoes riding this motorcycle. Oh, because sometimes I'd go with no shoes. Like, so s- incredibly stupid. Those are Jordans. Those are Jordans, yeah. Styling on them. Jesus. This is a, you look awesome. It's it's you were wearing, yeah. you were wearing tearaway <laughs> pants. I know it looks dangerous, but that's why it's awesome. It almost looks yeah. photoshopped. I mean, the quality of the photo is just... That's good. Yeah, this is just a me taking a picture with my iPhone of a... Photo out. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can see on the sides. Yeah, there, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess that's probably an olive tree dropping olives on. Yeah. Uh, and as we on asked on, is this good? Uh, who's who on this bike? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> who's you and who's your girlfriend? <laughs> guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm driving. I'm kidding. Uh-huh. Look at the light on that bike. That's nice. Great answers, guys. Let's hear from everybody out there. Love to know the dumbest thing you did as a teenager. Drop it in the stream team. Drop it in the comments. Tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. That's it for us here. Eh, fairly lengthy edition of the Drop Podcast, but why not? We didn't have a few pods this week. We'll be back on Monday, though. Winners and losers of the NBA weekend. So we'll see you here from the Classic Factory live at 10 a.m. Eastern. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, folks. Get ready for the rest of the season. So I got nothing. <laughs> Brace the weekend, people. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.